Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm your host, at least for the first part of this hour. Joe's going to be a little late. And then the second hour, we're going to have Mike Lindell, founder of MyPillow, affectionately known as the MyPillow guy, on the podcast for the second hour, for uh, I think about at least half of the second hour. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in for that. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming at you in the second hour. Um, in this first hour, though, I want to get through some of the crazy stuff that's been going on. Nancy Pelosi has created the partisan committee to investigate the so-called insurrection, or as Chuck Schumer calls it, the erection. That's not a potty mouth word for me. That's Chuck Schumer's own language. The erection. So there's going to be a bunch of Democrats and one Republican. Liz Cheney <clears throat> is joining that committee to investigate conservatives. That's very conservative of her, of her isn't it? Then we'll talk a bit about the Supreme Court upholding Arizona's ballot harvesting ban. That was a new Supreme Court ruling came down today. Very important. We'll read a bit of that, explain what that means. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the Supreme Court um, up, uh, allowing the moratorium on evictions to stay in place. A really weird ruling where the majority of the Supreme Court justices agreed that the CDC has no right to just decide unilaterally that landlords aren't allowed to evict non-paying tenants. They said it was unconstitutional, it was illegal, but then they allow it to stay in place for another month. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We'll talk about that. And then uh, maybe one or two other topics as we get into the second hour with Mike Lindell. Uh, if you want to call in this first hour, phone lines won't be open the second hour, but if you want to call in for this first hour, you can call in 888-441-1121 is our number. Um, Facebook looks like it just went offline, Mr. Producer, if you could check that out. Already working it. Okay. Um, check that out, please. <clears throat> let's see what's going on with that. So let, let's just get into this right away with the insurrection or the so-called erection. We have Nancy Pelosi creating it. Put up image one. This is the vote that happened today. The vote on agreeing to create a partisan committee, not a bipartisan, a partisan committee to investigate the January 6th attack. H House Resolution 503, you saw 220 Democrats voted yay, 190 Republicans voted no, two Republicans voted yay, and 19 Republicans didn't vote. So those two Republicans were Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. You guessed it. So here is a clip of Nancy Pelosi celebrating that and announcing that she's going to be inviting Liz Cheney to join her witch hunt against conservative protesters who walked into the Capitol building, many of which at the police officer's invitation. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number one. Uh, we're proud that Lynn Cheney has made the public state, excuse me, Liz Cheney has made the public statements that she has made and that she has agreed to join uh, the, the committee. Another time she will say her, her why and her purpose, but she has spoken very clearly about the committee and that gives us great confidence that we'll be able to work in a nonpartisan way for the people. And as we go into the 4th of July uh, with great pride uh, in the fact that we will be closer to the truth because of the uh, willingness of such a distinguished group to take this responsibility. 
pretty incredible. Um, pretty incredible. Yeah, Mr. Producer, Facebook's completely done. So uh, I'm yeah, looking at it right now. As soon as we hit go, uh, it's coming in choppy for me. There's nothing on my end indicating that. I'm going to stop and restart on that one, FYI. It's, uh, you go ahead and put it on my screen. This is what we're seeing on Facebook. Um, put it on my screen, Mr. Producer, while you do uh, that. You don't have it um, up, do you? Oh, I should. Let me see if I do. Let me set that up. Yeah, um, no it's all red. It's just, it's just an entirely red screen. Yeah, it's like they're screwing with us. Um, I'm looking into it. I've told people. Yeah, go ahead and put it on my screen now. This, this is what they're showing us. Um, <laughs> just like all red. Well, completely red. This is the same as every other day. I mean, yeah. Do you feel like. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I'm going to keep looking into it. Bear with yeah. me. I'm restarting it. All right. That's fine. Let's, let's take down my screen and let's keep going through this. Uh, Facebook refugees, if, as you're joining us on the other platforms, welcome. This is why you got to sign up for that text alert system. When one thing goes down, you'll have in your phone all the different. Uh, links to how to watch us on the other platforms. We have redundancies for this reason. So if you haven't already, sign up for our text alert system by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517 and you'll get added to our text alerts. Um, so that that was Pelosi saying that she's excited. Here's a reporter catching Liz Cheney and asking her why she's doing this and whether she's afraid she's going to be removed from any committee assignments. Let's play cut number two. Congressman Cheney, are you concerned about getting reprimanded by your conference, potentially losing your committee assignments over this? Uh, listen, I think it's, uh, it's clear to uh, uh, all the people on this committee um, that uh, our oath to the Constitution, our duty, uh, our dedication to the rule of law, and the peaceful transfer of power uh, has to come above any, any concern about partisanship or, or about you, and I think that's, uh, that's crucially important. I'm honored to be on this committee. Uh, we have an obligation to have a thorough, uh, sober investigation of uh, what happened leading up to January 6th and uh, the attack on the Capitol on that day. And uh, so I'm, I'm honored to have been chosen. Have you been told you'll lose your committee assignments? <laughs> so she's honored. She's honored to be joining a bunch of Democrats to investigate conservative protesters. It was, wasn't an attack on the Capitol. You look at the conservative voting block in the United States, it is the most heavily armed voting block in world political history. If conservatives wanted to attack the Capitol, like to actually attack the Capitol, they, they wouldn't have sent a bunch of grandmothers and grandfathers. No offense, grandmas, but it, it would have been a lot more violent than what you saw. And as we've covered on the show, there were Antifa people in there. John Sol Sullivan was one of them who were deliberately trying to gin that up. So... It's going to be interesting. They're not going to investigate Antifa. They're not going to investigate the FBI, the FBI's role with confidential informants and their own assets on the ground organizing this and, and orchestrating it. They're just going to go after conservatives. They're going to go after Trump, go after Giuliani, going to try and stretch this out as much as possible because apparently they think the insurrection sells for them. Well, here is a clip of Kevin McCarthy saying he's shocked, shocked, I tell you, that Liz Cheney would even consider going to the other side. Remind you, Liz Cheney was the number three Republican, I believe, number three Republican in the House of Representatives. She was working alongside Kevin McCarthy in House leadership. And he's claiming he was shocked that she's secretly a liberal all this time. Let's go ahead and play cut number three. Do you believe that effectively by Liz Cheney accepting the committee assignment on January 6th that she's left the Republican conference? Well, I was shocked that she would accept something from Speaker Pelosi. Shocked. 
It would seem to me, as since I didn't hear from her, maybe she's closer to her than us. I don't know. I was trying to give you an example uh, on based of how, <clears throat> when somebody comes here, how they get their committees. I mean, take for example, when Liz Cheney came to Congress, she came to see me about and the other members on steering about committees assignments, just as every other Republican did. No Democrat came to see me about committee assignments, and the only time Jeff Van Drew came to me about committee assignments after he left. So, no, that, that, that's why it would be shocking to me for anybody from a party on the other side to come and want to accept a position a Democrat from me, and it would be shocking to me to have a Republican to go to a Speaker Pelosi, of all people, to accept a committee assignment. To extend a seat to Liz Cheney, someone of your own conference. I'm sorry? Do you think it was bad of Speaker Pelosi to extend a seat on the committee to someone Well, I have always found how the system works here. Republicans' conference appoints Republicans and Democrats appoint Democrats. That's why you have ratios and that's why you have the system way it goes. So he's shocked, shocked that she'd do this. No, they knew all along. Listen, the worst kept secret in Washington, D.C. is that Republicans aren't actually Republicans. Establishment Republicans aren't actually establishment Republicans. Many of them, since Joe's late, I might as well just say it, many of them are trash. They're trash. They're closeted Democrats. They're Republicans in name only, and they rise to leadership, and then they speak a good game in order to get elected, but when it comes to actually pulling the lever and having to do something conservative, they never can find their way to do it. Liz Cheney is just the most more vocal of them. So I did say trash. So let's go ahead and go to my screen. It's producer Tate Sinem is good for nothing. Good for nothing. Of no use or value. Hashtag Liz Cheney is good for nothing. Well, I guess it would be is a good for nothing since that's a noun. Oh, no, it's an adjective. Uh, she's, she's good it's for nothing. It's an adjective. Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's also can be a noun. A good for nothing. You're a good for nothing. But this one is adjective. So hashtag Liz Cheney is good for nothing. <clears throat> I like that synonym. Yeah, it's hyphenated. It might not count as a one word, it's but I like it nonetheless. It's probably the most one that you've ever had, right? Because yeah. when you say she's good for nothing, I mean, it can, it, it relates. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. Yeah. So let, let's, uh, let's take a moment to remind everyone that our podcast is brought to you by We the People Holsters. We the People Holsters are proudly made in America the way they should be. You're going to want to check out their website. Link is in the description. You can get a holster starting at just $40. $40. Think about that. American-made holster, custom-made for $40. You're not going to find that anywhere. They have thousands of different configurations and options to choose from. You tell them what kind of gun you have, what kind of attachments are on it, and they make you a holster that fits that firearm. And if it doesn't fit, if it's loose, if it's too tight, send it back, and they will make it right. While you're there, you're going to also want to make sure you check out their bacon jerky. It's to die for. You're going to want to make sure you check out their custom printed holsters like the one I got, including their line of real tree camouflage. You want to check out their patriotic t-shirts and their new EDC tactical gun belt, all of which is 100% made in the United States. So you're going to want to go to We The People Holsters, link in the description. And when you use promo code CD10, Charlie Delta 10, you're going to get $10 off your order. So a $40 holster, bam, it becomes 30. So again, that link is in the description, www.wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD, wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD, and use promo code CD10 to get $10 off your order. Okay, let's talk about these Supreme Court rulings as we gear up for Mike Lindell.
in the second hour, now just 45 minutes away. This, this Supreme Court, there's two. There's the one on evictions, and then there's one on the Arizona ballot harvesting. Let's start with Arizona. We're going to start with Arizona ballot harvesting. So that was a, a very clear six to three ruling, conservatives versus the liberal wing of the bench. And they ruled that in Arizona, it is not a violation of uh, what section two of the Voting Rights Act for Arizona to do two things, to ban ballot harvesting and to block people from having their votes cast if they cast a ballot in a different precinct, in the wrong precinct. So Democrats had claimed that both of them were illegal violated the Voting Rights Act because they were discriminatory against people of color. That's that's their claim, right? The idea that everyone has to show up to the, their proper precinct in order to have their vote counted. The Democrats' argument was that's racist. I'm not kidding. That was their argument. The, the, the notion that you're not allowed to go, unless you're a family member or a caretaker, you're not allowed to go door to door and just collect random people's ballots. Democrats argued before the court that that was racist because it was designed in their, in their opinion to stop African-Americans from voting. So I want to read a little bit of Alito, Samuel Alito. He wrote the opinion in this. So let's go ahead and put up image number five. This is a section of his opinion explaining that it's not racist at all. He says, the size of any disparities in a rule's impact on members of different racial or ethnic groups is also an important factor to consider. Small disparities are less likely than large ones to indicate that a system is not equally open to the extent that minority or non-minority groups differ with respect to employment, wealth, and education, even neutral regulations, no matter how crafted, may well result in some predictable disparities in rates of voting and non-compliance with voting rules. The mere fact that there is some disparity in impact does not necessarily mean that a system is not equally open or that it does not give everyone an equal opportunity to vote. The size of any disparity matters. And in assessing the size of any disparity, a meaningful comparison is essential. What are at the bottom, very small differences should not be artificially magnified. So the left is saying this was that was racist, what he said. Basically, what he's saying is just because statistically, I mean, Democrats make this argument. When, when a state wants to put voter ID law into effect, Democrats say, well, African-Americans, the data shows, are less affluent and are less likely to be able to afford the, the fees necessary to get an ID. So Democrats are able to claim that, no problem. But when Samuel Alito uses the same argument against them, they claim it's racist. He's saying, listen, just because an African-American might be lower on the socioeconomic uh, ladder doesn't mean that it's racist to require them to put their own stamp on the envelope and mail it in themselves, right? It's, it doesn't mean it's racist. doesn't mean it's racist to, to say, oh, you, sorry, you're voting in the wrong precinct. Like, it's, it's absurd. But that's what Democrats love to say. It's not targeting people because of their race. The Democrats make the argument that it's racist because it disproportionately affects them, not because of their race, because of other factors involved, which Alito kind of picks apart pretty well, in my opinion. So I want to show you why Arizona has this law, especially for the ballots, the out of precinct ballots, why they have this law on the books. Let's go ahead and put up image number six. This is this is a graph of rejected out-of-precinct ballots as a share of in-person ballots cast according to a 2012 EAC report. And you can see right there, <laughs> Arizona far and away rejects more out-of-precinct ballots than any other state. It's not even close in comparison. So for whatever reason, there's a lot of people voting in the wrong precinct in Arizona. And according to this law, it gets blocked as a result. Democrats claim that's racist. I mean, the, the claim they're making is that 
<laughs> again, this isn't, this isn't my claim. This is their claim. I'm just repeating it for you so you can understand what the left is claiming and, and the, the argument they made that got defeated in court. They're essentially claiming that African-Americans, because they have a lower education level, are less likely to identify the correct precinct where they should vote at. So therefore, it's racist to penalize them for voting in the wrong precinct. In, in very simple terms, the Democrats are arguing that black people are too stupid to figure out where they're supposed to vote. Not my words, paraphrasing their words. And Alito says, listen, I, I'm not going to get into whether that's true, but even if it is true, that doesn't change the fact that this isn't discriminatory. Just because a regulation is put in place that makes it harder for stupid people of all race, colors, and creeds, makes it harder for stupid people to vote, doesn't mean it's discriminatory against one specific race, ethnicity, or protected class, right? It's it, voting is ultimately a burden. You have to take off some work unless you get the day off. You got to figure out where you're supposed to go. You got to make sure you comply with all the requirements. You got to vote. It, there are hoops you need to jump through and, and insinuating that the hoops are illegal because some people can't jump through them is pretty stupid. Welcome on Joe to the show. Now, Joe, we're just going through this Supreme Court ruling today. It was a great ruling. On the Arizona right? ballot harvesting. Yeah. Uh, we read a little bit of Alito's, um, of, of Alito's decision. How, how was it not saying, nine to zero? Well, it's not nine to zero because there's, there's three liberals on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, we're, we're going to read a little bit of Kagan's dissent because uh, she is pretty angry. Well, she's pretty when, angry. You, just, when you read it, you're going to go, what in the world? Yeah. Would you be, ha would yeah. you have to be thinking? That's why we've lost the judiciary in a lot of different respects because they're activists. They don't follow the constitution or the basic principles of law. Basic. Yeah principles of law there's no integrity and no accountability to our government and there's no integrity and no accountability to to the judiciary none yeah and when we get yeah. to a place by the way where this happens i say it again we're at a place of lawlessness we're at a place where you, you don't matter nothing that you say or do matters at this point yeah so just to sum it up i don't know if you were listening uh, uh alito basically wrote to the extent that minority non-minority regroups groups differ in their employment, wealth, education, just because it might be harder for them to comply with the regulation doesn't mean that the regulation is targeting them. And uh, which which is an interesting notion because it's something that Democrats always argue. They literally say that black people are too poor to figure out how to get to their DMV to get an ID or too poor to pay for the fees for the ID. That's the Democrats argument, right? That, that dis it disproportionately affects them. Well, when Alito makes the same exact argument, picks it apart and uses the same exact language to show how ridiculous it is, they call him a racist for it. Well, here is part of Kagan's dissent, and she's not very happy about it. Let's put up image number seven, and I'll read it for everyone listening to the audio version of the podcast who cannot read it live with us. Th she says, this court has no right to remake section two. Maybe some think that vote suppression is a relic of history, and so the need for a potent section two has come and gone. Things have changed dramatically. Wow. That's the quote. But Congress gets to make that call because it has not done so. This court's duty is to apply the law as it is written. The law that confronted one of the country's most enduring wrongs pledged to give every American of every race an equal chance to participate in our democracy and now stands as the crucial tool to achieve that goal. That law of all laws deserves the sweep and power Congress gave it. That law of all laws should not be diminished by this court. So basically, she's claiming that anything that even remotely makes it more difficult for one 
section of the population, even if it's not targeting them, right? I mean, I, let's take race out of it, right? When you when you pass a law that says you have to go to your precinct to vote, otherwise it doesn't count, that disproportionately affects stupid people. Taking race out of it, right? If you don't have a good head on your shoulders and you can't figure out where you're supposed to vote, yeah, that's going to be an impediment, right? If, if for whatever reason you can't figure it out, that's going to be an impediment. You can't figure it but out. That doesn't, you have to but that's do not race. Then make that the advertisement. Make the advertisement that, hey, here's, the, here's where you can vote. You know, yeah. they want to treat people, they treat everyone as if they're stupid because the government has gotten away with so much that it's put us at a material disadvantage because they're going to the lowest common denominator, Tide Pod. Our entire society in this election was a Tide Pod challenge. I mean, it's, it's again, yeah. people eating stuff that can kill them and then wondering how, why it killed them. And then it's somebody else's fault because they made it colorful. They made it look the like reason, you should eat it. It's the reason that bags of peanuts have a warning that say warning may contain peanuts. Right. You, you, ha you have to you have to regulate and legislate for the dumbest yeah. among us. It's the Democrats who are openly claiming that the dumbest among us just happen to be minorities. Well, I mean, that's their claim. Democrats. That's their claim. The dumbest among us I know, are Democrats. But, <laughs> but they're claiming <laughs> that, like, that a, a law yeah. they're claiming that a law that makes it harder to vote if you can't figure out where your precinct is. They say that's racist because black people can't figure out where their precinct is. That's what they're arguing. You're like, well, no, th that's the big, that's the bigotry of low expectations, of soft expectations, right? I, I, it doesn't get more bigoted than that, than presuming that the color of your skin determines whether or not you can search and figure out where you're supposed to vote. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. It's insanity. Well, Alito responded to her dissent. So let's go ahead and put up image number eight. This is a little bit of the Alito response. Image number eight. Uh, can we zoom in on that a little bit? Is it possible, Mr. Producer? All right, give him a second. We're going to zoom in on it so people can read it. Um, it's long. I had to copy and paste it from two pages um, adjacent. But Alito wants nothing to do with, with her dissent. So uh, I'll start reading it, and, and Mr. Producer can put it up. Here we go. That is a radical project, and the dissent strains mightily to obscure its objective. To that end, it spends 20 pages discussing matters that have little bearing on the questions before us. The dissent like provides historical background. The dissent provides historical background that all Americans should remember, but that background does not tell us how to decide these cases. The dissent quarrels with the decision in Shelby County v. Holder, um, which concerns sections four and five of the Voting Rights Act, not two. It discusses all sorts of voting rules that are not an issue here. Um, and it dwells on the points of law that nobody disputes that section two applies to a broad range of voting rules, practices, and procedures, and that an abridgment, an abridgment, of the right to vote under two does not require outright denial of the right that section two does not demand proof of discriminatory purpose and that a facially neutral law or practice may violate that provision only after this extended effort at misdirection is the dissent's aim finally unveiled to undo as much as possible the compromise that was reached between the house and the senate when section two was amended in 1982. so he's like yeah you're just talking about things you don't understand you're using flowery language you're trying to hide the fact that you're wrong and you're hoping that no one catches you. Well, this is the kind of stuff that she's talking about. Put up image nine. This is Kagan getting a little bit too flowery with her historical references. She says, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 is an extraordinary law. Rarely has a statute required so much sacrifice to ensure its passage. Never has a statute done more to advance the nation's highest ideals. And few laws are more vital in the current moment. Yet in the last decade, this court has treated no statute worse. To take the measure of today's harm, a look at the act's past must come first. The idea is not to recount, as the majority hurriedly does, some bygone era of voter di voting discrimination. 
It is instead to describe the electoral practices that the act targets and to show the high stakes of the present controversy. Democratic ideals in America got off to a glorious start. Democratic practice, not so much. The Declaration of Independence made an awe-inspiring promise to institute a government deriving its just powers from the consent of the governed. But for most of the nation's first century, that pledge ran to white men only. The earliest state election laws excluded the franchise from African-Americans, Native Americans, women, and those without property. I mean, you see, this is what he's talking about. It's, it's not even You're not true. addressing the issue. It's not even true. I mean, it, it's a diatribe. And, and the diatribe is designed to keep people uh, looking at something that's not there. You know, I, I, I'm disgusted, Max. I'm fully disgusted by where we are right now. I'm disgusted. And yeah, you, you do look at, you know, the, the critical nature of where we are today. First paragraph, very end. It's called election fraud. It's called election fraud. And, and, and I, I have to tell you, through this Coomer lawsuit, you know, the one thing I'm learning is that all they do is spew rhetoric and lies and propaganda and expect people not to say anything about them. Dominion Voting Systems is a system designed on fraud. And the braggios, braggadocio uh, nature of Eric Coomer is well known. It's not my fault that he is the, the one that holds the adjudication process, that he holds the patent for the adjudication process. It's not my fault that he's pissed off more people across this country that have come in and out of Sequoia and, and uh, Dominion. That's not, none of that's my fault. It's not my fault that he bragged about doing something maybe he did or didn't do, but it sure looked like he was in a position to do it. It's not my fault. They keep doing this thing all the way around and saying that they want to secure people's ability to vote. They want to do that. But they don't want to talk about the evidence. The real threat to our country is this communist Marxist ideology that has people that have infected every part of our, of our systems. Every part of it is infected, not just one part, not just a half a part. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that because I, you know, that I, I keep going through this thing where the the uh, lawyers for Eric Coomer are like, oh, he talked about Dominion again. Oh, he talked about Eric Coomer again. Yeah, I'm going to continue to talk because it's truth. And just because you found an, a, a, the, the activism inside of our judiciary, which is evident by this ruling, this ruling shows you that we no longer have integrity inside oh, of no, our this judiciary. Ruling, this ruling went our way. It went our this way. This ruling is a good ruling. The dissent in this shows you well, just how mental six. these people on the left are. Yeah. They're mental. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that shows you how out of touch liberals are. Um, liberals are with... Huh? with actual reality i mean we get a troll? it shows just how to... oh let's have a troll. yeah we always have trolls we always have, trolls. have um trolls. yeah no i mean we won this ruling don't worry it's a six come on ruling. over how big a boy are you uh, <laughs> um we won this ruling we we won slash lost another supreme court ruling did you see yeah. the one on evictions joe the supreme court five to four ruled that the CDC doesn't have the authority just to declare that landlords aren't allowed to evict their tenants anymore, which is like, I mean, it's common sense. Out of all the things the CDC is empowered to do, stepping in and stopping a landlord from evicting a non-paying tenant isn't really in the CDC's job description. So much for yeah. John Locke's promise of life, well, liberty, and property. It was a 5-4. So 5-4 decided that, yes, you, the CDC does not have the right to stop evictions. But then we had Kavanaugh switch 
and go the other side and say, while they don't have the right, we're going to let the eviction moratorium stay until um, the end of July. So they have no right to do it. And, and yet That's they're going to let their stay job. In place. That's not the judiciary's job. Yes, no. Supreme Court is supposed to say constitutional, not constitutional. Not not constitutional, but, you know, we know they can't do it, but let's let them do it till the end of July. Yeah. Do, do you see what's happening? There, there is no yeah. line anymore. There's no law. There's lawlessness. We're dealing in, a, in, in a, just a, 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 an alternative world where there's no accountability, and we're supposed to let it happen. We're supposed to go, hey, it's okay. No, nah, you know what? Don't worry about it. Hey, just, you know, you weren't supposed to do that. It's not legal. Because the law means something, but we know it's not legal, but well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to eliminate the ability for you to do it till the end of July. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And by well, the way, who carries a- the burden of that person living for free in that home? The, the landlord. The landlord does. So, and, I mean, the, the people think that landlords are big companies. Most landlords are mom and pop landlords. They have one, two, three, four properties. And right. that's how they pay their mortgages. Right. Right. That's their job. It's, it's managing right. properties. So when, when you stop them from being able to feed their family, it, it's just it's the haves and the have nots. Democrats are picking the winners and losers. And they decided that that landlords were just going to be the losers. And, and they didn't even open up unemployment to landlords. It'd be one thing if they said, hey, we're having a moratorium on evictions. But you know what? It's unfair. We're going to allow anyone who derives their income from land from rental properties. If you're losing income, you can apply for unemployment. They didn't even do that, right? They said, "Okay, figure it out. You have no money coming in anymore. Figure it out." Here is the the actual court order. Put up image number two, Mr. Producer. Image number two. This is the Supreme Court of the United States saying the application um, th- that Thomas Alito, Gorsuch, and Barrett would grant the application for a stay, but Kavanaugh flipped sides. He said, I agree with the district court and the applicants that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention exceeded its existing statutory authority by issuing a nationwide eviction moratorium. Because the CDC plans to end the moratorium moratorium in only a few weeks on July 31st, and because those few weeks will allow for additional and more orderly distribution of the congressionally appropriated rental assistance funds, I vote at this time to deny the application to vacate the district court's stay of its order. So he's saying that they shouldn't have ever been allowed to do this. And it never should have happened, but he's going to let it because it's just better that way. And I, I, I want to show you how crazy that is. I want to show you how crazy that is and why it's that crazy. Put up image three. This is one of the uh, applicants. One of the applicants' lawyers sent a letter Sent a letter on June 23rd to the clerk of the Supreme Court, Scott S. Harris. And he's basically saying that the Office of Management Budget ha- has let us know that they're going to extend the moratorium. So they they had filed their lawsuit on June what was it June third I want I want to say June third uh, of this year they filed a lawsuit and they got it expedited and then they got word that the CDC was actually going to extend the moratorium while there was active litigation pending and so they're saying hey you you got you got to deal with this they're they're trying to extend it that's not supposed to be allowed right you're supposed to have a stay on future regulatory actions until this is all worked out in court like how is this fair. So then let, let's go to the next image, Mr. Producer, image number four. The very next day after that letter, yes, Center for Disease Control announced a temporary halt that it was extended. So they extended it during litigation. They extended it. They didn't care. They said, you know what? Screw this. We're going to extend it. So now the Supreme Court says, hey, it just they're, they're ending it on July 31st. So we're going to let it stay in place. 
but they did nothing to stop them from extending it again. <laughs> I mean, they could just keep extending it. This is insanity. They, they literally are trying to cheat during the process. You're not supposed to be allowed to extend it during active litigation, but they did it. And the Supreme Court says, you know what? They shouldn't have done it, but we're going to let them do it anyway because it's just easier that way and it'll have a, a quicker, uh, it'll, it'll give them more time to release funds. It's just so stupid. I mean, th that was an actual argument from Kavanaugh, Joe, that yes, they shouldn't be allowed to do it, but I think it's better if it just stays into effect. So, so do we have laws weeks. or don't we have laws? Because if we don't have laws and we have to reset laws and write and, and basically go back there and, and people from the community have to basically go in and say, this is an illegitimate government. This court is illegitimate. These police officers, illegitimate. Everything that we have in our country, illegitimate. Because if you don't follow the laws, then we have lawlessness. You don't get to pick and choose and take sides and violate the law and say, but it's justified. Max, we've been talking about this slippery slope for the last 16, 17 months. We've been talking about the fact that the slippery slope is no longer a, all right, let's just take it down one more level. It, it's on the, the slide. Now they can justify it everywhere. And that justification is being carried through in every single other aspect of our society. Every aspect. Hey, it's only marijuana. We're going to just do it for medical use. Now it's medical use and we can use it for recreational. Oh, and now it's not just yeah. recreational, but you know, people are doing harder drugs than just marijuana. So let's set up Narcon stations because we don't want drug addicts to die. So let's set them up there. And by the way, let's give them needles and give them a safe space where they can shoot up heroin. Oh, and you know what? We don't like cartels until we do. And let's let the cartels bring that stuff in because it gives us intel at the intelligence community so that we can find out other things that are happening in the cartels in South and Central America. Yeah. Do you see how well, sick this is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a look, sickness. guys, listen, this, this is, this, we're, we're facing a huge crisis in our country, and it's a moral and ethical uh, uh, crisis that has been brought on by the fact that we have let them get away with not being accountable to anyone. They have qualified immunity, immunity for police departments, immunity for judges. Judges cannot be sued. You can't sue a judge. As long as they're acting in good faith. As long as they're acting in good faith. But who right? decides acting in good faith? The judiciary. Well, so who judiciary, actually yeah. is the person that gets to actually tell them if they did or didn't? We're in a kangaroo court. Our well, entire depending, system depending. is trash. I mean, the example, the example I would Trash. say uh, of it working is that remember that one judge who there was a, there was a, a young yeah. man brought before the court and, they, and he had raped someone in an alley or something like that. And, and the, the judge said, you know what? I think you're you're a good young man. You made a mistake. I'm going to give you the, the most lenient possible sentence yeah. I can. And he got removed. He got removed. He got like voted out and he's gone now. Right. So it took it 11 is possible. months to vote him out. Yeah. Yeah. And in yeah. 11 months. He got to do more harm to the community. Yeah. We yeah. should have accountability today. There should not be a Supreme Court that walks in and says, I know it's wrong. It's a violation of the Constitution, but we're still going to let you do well, it. That's crazy. That is that's crazy. wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy for them to say. I mean, when the, when the founders declared independence from Britain, yeah, it said life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But the earlier drafts modeled off of Tom, uh, John Locke saying life, liberty, property. Right. You have the right to property, that you own property and you're allowed to buy and sell property. Right. 
So that, that's the mo- one of the most fundamental rights you have is your property rights. And the idea that some random br- uh, branch of government, some random department agency can just decide you're no longer allowed to ask valuable consideration for your property, for the use of your property, is insane. And for the government to say, yes, the CDC has no right to say that you have to let squatters live in, in your house indefinitely. right? They have no right to yeah. say it, but we're going to let them keep doing it. For another four yeah, weeks. So, so, so you're this just is have this to is where I get for another four weeks. This is where I get to that place where I go, all right, enough is enough. As people, let's band together. Let's come together and let's hold them responsible. Let's hold them responsible. There are so many people. I talked to a guy today. His name's Josh. Super nice guy. Has a great business here in Colorado. I needed some work done. I mean, he's a veteran, and I was sitting there talking to him. He goes, "Dude, I just put my head in the sand. I purposely don't pay attention to any of it because I got a business to run." And I was like, dude, Josh, you do realize you're going to get your head up out of the sand and it's going to be too late or you're going to be right back in that place. He goes, yeah, I just, you know, I just want to grow my business. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, we, do, we all do. But at what, and maybe he doesn't have kids. I didn't ask him that question. But I, I look at people like that and I, I just go, why? Why would you yeah. walk away from your responsibility as American if you served your country and did the things you already did? Why would you do that? I, can't, I, do, I yeah. don't see the I don't see the logic behind it at all. There, there isn't. Um, what I can see the logic behind is why you should check out our sponsor, Air Make Care Network. They just signed up for another three weeks with us, so apparently you guys are buying the hell out of this helicopter coverage. Should you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital, so good job. If you haven't already purchased Air Make Care Network coverage, now is the time to do it. Whether you live in a remote area or you just like to spend a lot of time outdoors, even if you're in the suburbs, you'd be surprised at how many people need to be airlifted to a hospital just during rush hour because the traffic's so bad. You never know when a medical disaster could strike. And obviously, money's not the most important thing during that situation. But after everyone gets better, the bills are going to start piling up. And you'll be shocked to know just how expensive it is to be airlifted by helicopter to a hospital. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand and even higher in some areas of the country. Well, it doesn't need to be that way. When you sign up for Air Make Care Network for just $85 for one year, you can have coverage for your entire family. Now, it's less if you're a senior citizen, though you don't get entire family coverage. It's just you and your spouse or less if you buy three or five years at a time. But just for one year, $85 covers you should you or anyone in your household need to be airlifted to a hospital. You won't pay a cent as long as you fly with an AMCN provider. And they have flown over 100,000 patients in the last year alone. So you're going to want to go to the link in our description, airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It's free money. So again, that's airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. We're going to probably end this first segment a little early just so we can set up for Mike Lindell in the second hour. Um, I don't want to have to read an ad while he's on it. It just feels a little weird. I want to talk to him, talk with him as long as possible. Um, but I want to get your take real quick, Joe, just on the New York City elections the debacle going on um, where they counted 135 some odd fake thousand votes. fake ballots. 135,000. But, but fake they won't ballots. look at doing a full audit. They won't look at doing a full audit mm-hmm. across the nation because there's nothing to see here. And there's absolutely no evidence in the mounds of evidence, mounts of evidence. If yeah. they, and it was an accident. They accidentally did it. But see, they got caught because the numbers came out higher, and that's the only reason they looked into it. There was no audit that caught it, Max. It was somebody goes, wait it was a, a minute. Candidate. That's too many. It was a candidate. I'm sorry? 
Is a candidate himself. No. He's like, wait a minute, you reported seven hundred some odd thousand votes, and now you're at nine hundred. Where'd they? Where'd that come from? But, like, see, oh, they no, didn't, no, no. but they didn't do it themselves. They got caught. And now yeah. we're saying as the public, listen, there's massive problems with the election system. There's massive problems and the recorded votes. We know that they've cheated. We know these systems are designed to defraud the, peop- the American people of their voice. We're waking up. We're not going away. We're not going away. I, I, want, you to- I want you to know we are not going away. We are not going away at all. So I find this interesting. You're, yeah. if, you, if you're a Democrat, you're allowed to dispute the 2016 election. You're allowed to say, yeah. hey, Russia stole it. Yeah. Trump's illegitimate. You're allowed to yeah. do that. You're and allowed to dispute. Spend yeah. hundreds of you're, millions you're, of dollars on it. You're allowed to dispute the 2018 gubernatorial election in Florida. Remember when the guy who ended up being like a, a cokehead, then they find him like drugged out on some on some guy's floor after a party. Yeah. He lost and they said that was illegitimate. DeSantis shouldn't have won. He stole it. So you're allowed to say that's illegitimate. You're allowed to yeah. say that Georgia is illegitimate, that Stacey Abrams is the real governor i mean they were saying that for months you're yeah. and you're also allowed to say that the 2021 new york city mayoral primary is illegitimate but if you dare yeah. challenge the 2020 election or the georgia runoff if you dare challenge it you are an insurrectionist or as i said earlier as chuck schumer calls it an erectionist if you you're not allowed to you can you can challenge every other election as a democrat but if you if you stand up once as a republican and say hey this doesn't look right and you use the same arguments as them you're not allowed to do it. Did you see this one, Joe? Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. That after this came out that New York City was dumping e- fake ballots into the count, they held a secret meeting. The New York election officials held a secret meeting to discuss their massive screw-up. This is from the New York Post. Problem with that is, Joe, that's illegal. Under New York state law, any public meeting has to be announced in advance yeah. so that the public can show up. This isn't what, secret. This what isn't like you? private information. There's no laws, Max. There's no law. This is a lawless yeah. society. They do whatever they want. Well, at least New York they City. They do it all they yeah, want. I mean, it's called the color revolution. They have created enough chaos that they're just getting away with whatever they want to get away with. And w- what is your recourse? What is your recourse against these people? What's your recourse? Well, Sue them? Election. The, 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 the hard Hold thing on. is that, that this is the election. So you have to wait people, for the other election. Pay, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. A little bit of class here. What's your recourse? What's your recourse? What is your recourse if they do something illegal? Okay, you can take it all all the way to the Supreme Court. You take it all the way to the Supreme Court, and then they rule that you're right. But we're going to let them do it anyway. (laughs) So in that that one thing, in that one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't do that with any of the election laws, but they, but yeah, for for that case with the with the evictions, yeah, Um, yeah. you, You either have to sue it, sue them, or you have to vote. The, the hard thing is that with the voting, I mean, this is the election. Like, this is the chance to, to elect someone who's going to fix it. You have to wait for the next term to fix it or until these election officials are up for, up for uh, another vote. Yeah, hey, no, you, did... you, you vote. You vote. Vote them out. All right. So I, I don't actually know. Susie, I guess, was muted on, I didn't on do it. DLive. Did you mute her? Are, are there any? No. Are there any other moderators? Yeah. Hey, I'll only mute if you guys tell who, me to mute. Who, who's our moderators on here? Why was Suzy Q uh, muted? I don't know. Do we have say. somebody that broke into our stream? Maybe we have something happening on DLive. It wasn't us. Just so you know, uh, the, the five-minute mute was not by us. It yeah. was, um, it must have been yeah, done Susie, by DLive. Are Someone, we being watched? Yeah. Oh, of course we're I don't know. I don't watched. know what that was, uh, but we didn't mute you. Suzy so QQ, you are not being weird. muted by us. We did not yeah. mute you. Nobody here did. <laughs> That's a, I need to look into it. Please look into it. 
All right, That's so weird. I got a I got a video that I want to play before we go to break. And okay. it's about four minutes long, and it is Vernon Jones eviscerating a CNN weakling propagandist. I don't. Did you get a chance to oh, see yeah, this, Max? Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw that. I saw it. It yeah. is unbelievable what he says. And Giuliani starts out by saying it's that what you've done to me for representing someone and then trying to take my law license just shows me that it's all part of the cover-up, which is what it is. The left is trying to destroy everything that's good about this country, and they're trying to hide the truth, and they're hiding it behind these massive number of lies. And they're creating and weaponizing media and technology in order to do it. But Vernon was amazing because he just stood up and he told the truth. And this is what I talk about when you talk to the media, when you actually have a, 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 a press conference or you're talking to the media, what you have to do. You have to speak truth. You have to call yeah. them what they are. And they hate the fact that Trump did it very well. President Trump did it very well. And Vernon did it exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. Let's go ahead and play so, it. So can we, can we play it on the other side of the break just no. so that we can make sure we're, the timing works out? Because we're, we're on a real-time crunch. We, we've been talking about sure this. We, it works. It works. By a Democratic county leader. Turn it up. Is they have ruled for Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump? <laughs> Andrew Cuomo wouldn't have appointed them anywhere. They'd have been shunned in New York. Do you have any idea what happens if you support Donald Trump in a left-wing place? You lose your job. You have your children threatened. You have to move. I expected that decision. It's intellectually dishonest. They, they say, I lied. They don't look at the affidavits I offered to them that shows I'm telling the truth. It's part of the cover, and it's part of the problem we have when we have a one-party place like New York. It's the reason we have so much crime. The crime is Cuomo's crime and de Blasio's crime. And they, run the state, they, run, they run the state like a dictatorship. I want to step in for a second. I want you to ask the Attorney General Garland I want you to ask him, why is it that he wants to come to Georgia and investigate Georgia's so-called Jim Crow laws, but he won't investigate or even ask for a forensic audit in the 159 counties in Georgia. He won't even look at Stacey's law, how it was used in, the, in our elections versus state law. Now that's a fact, and that's an undisputed violation of the Constitution. I'll ask you, was the drop-off boxes used in 2020 elections? Was it? Was it used in the 2020 elections? Now, be as bold as you were bold to ask Rudy Giuliani a question. I'm asking you now. No did, were the drop-off boxes used? Let's put the camera on him. Let's put the camera on him. I'm going to stand. Now, was the drop-off boxes used? Now, y'all bring the camera around. Who, what press are you with? I'm with CNN. This was <laughs> CNN were the drop-off boxes that were used in our election. This gentleman's with CNN. He's with CNN. What's your name? Devin Sayers. This is Mr. Sayers. Were the drop-off boxes used in the 2020 election and the 2021 runoff, were those drop-off boxes written to state statute? I do not know, sir. Are you open to looking to see if it worked? Sir, I just asked questions. No, I'm may just I asking you a question. So ask was it used? No, was ask it, you've asked me a question already. Sir, was I just it? Was questions. it? Was, are you going to look into it? I just want to see here's here's CNN because CNN is about controlling Negroes. That's what it's saying. Controlling Negroes. That's what <laughs> CNN is about. They don't want 
people of color that have conservative thoughts. He's here to keep me running and keep me from being the governor of the state. Why? Because liberals, they do, want, they do not want blacks thinking for themselves. They're here for Stacey Abrams. You know and I know that the drop-off boxes were not in the state statute. You know and I know that the ANET signature verification was not in the statute, right? We both know that. Now, I want you to look in that camera. Are you going to investigate that? Sir, there are many people in our organization. I want you to look in this camera right here. Are, are you going to investigate that? Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. See, this is the fake news from seeing. All they want to do is control the, their liberal narrative. And that's it. That's a prime example of it. So, you all have never had me on your show before. Because you know Joe Biden is a bigot, and you don't want me on there calling Joe Biden a bigot. Joe Biden said that black people, <laughs> Joe Biden said that black people are disproportionately affected by COVID because they don't know how to go on the internet. Joe Biden just said that black people, businesses, or entrepreneurs, they're bad entrepreneurs, or they, they're not good entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs because they don't have lawyers and they don't have accountants. Well, I have both lawyer and accountant, and just so happened they're black. I didn't have them because they're black, because they're the best. So Joe Biden is a bigot. You know it, and I know it. But CNN wants to put people on there that carry their narrative. CNN is bigoted, CNN is race-based, and they're racist, and they use you to carry out their racist agenda. And it's sad. Georgia's too big for that. We don't want racism in Georgia. We don't want that stuff. We want to we get along, families. But CNN, your building was, was terrorized by Black Lives Matter. That's the best part. But you didn't want to talk about it. We were also bombed. You didn't want to talk about we were also it. Black Lives Matter. Black, Black Lives Matter attacked your building, downtown Atlanta, didn't it? And Antifa, right? There was also Trump supporters who sent mail packages to me and my family. Okay, but who bombed, who bombed, or who attacked and broke windows at CNN during the riots? Was it Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Was it or was it not? Not know. You do not know. I'm shocked that you don't know. You're Vernon, CNN. Wait, so we, we got we gotta take a break, and when we get back, we're gonna have Mike Lindell on the show. You don't want to go anywhere, we'll be right back after this quick break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 